he got uh, bigger. The guy's jacked. Yep. Yeah, he got bigger. Mm-hmm. And his chicken got bigger. And he's tall. Oh, wow. What? What was the last intro you skipped? Welcome back, everybody, to another great episode of the Popcorn Watchlist podcast. I am your host, Xavier. Once again, joined by my fellow three amigos. I have Anthony over to my left. Hi, yo. I got Danny to my immediate right. Hello. And over in the far shunned corner is uh, the young kid, Zach. Greetings and salutations. And so this week, we had a pretty busy week in terms of a lot of viewing activities. <laughs> we watched a lot of movies. We also saw a lot of TV shows, but... Uh, Really quickly, I want to give it a quick open platform to the rest of the guys here and talk about what we recently watched and how we found it out to be, whether it was enjoyable or not. Let's start with Zach over in the corner. All right. So I was kind of teasing a little bit earlier before we started recording about what I had watched over the last uh, four or five days now. Um, uh, it's a pretty mix of you know classic and also modern uh, series. Uh, Planet Trek. of the Apes. Oh, oh no, no. the old ones or the new ones? All of them. Yes, oh, that's why I was. His answer was yes. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. God. Nice. So you even saw, uh, you know, uh, Battle for the Planet of the Apes. All of them. Man, you <laughs> saw all of them. Because that's where really the budget, like you can tell, just there's yeah. like a, a school bus as a tank or something. Yeah. 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 I'm glad he so, knows. When I guess uh, it was a couple of years ago, I watched the first two of the originals. Um, and I mean, the first one's really iconic. The first one has, um, two of the most probably memorable lines in, in cinema. That's true. Where, uh, Charlton Heston, uh, shouts, get your, get your sneaking paw off me, you damn dirty ape. And yeah. at the end where he's that, that whole line, like, oh, you, you maniac to your, you blew it up. You blew it up. You did it. Damn and he's just fools. like, you damn fools. And he's just freaking out. And the like, other chicky rescue, she's just like, the hell's wrong with this guy? <laughs> While he's like lamenting at the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, Nova, Nova's just standing there on the horse like, the hell's wrong? Like, has, has no idea what, how to react. Just kind of staring like. Nova's there like, awkward. <laughs> Even though she can't really speak anyway. But that's, that's hilarious. But it, I mean, of course, since I've already seen the first two, uh, you know, back a couple years ago. I already knew what I was getting into and I was rewatching them. Um, and then, because when, when you get into the second one, the second one is, I mean, it's interesting. It, it kind of picks up where the last one, you know, left off, but with a weird kind of, not a, not a weird twist, but like a weird like story with psychic. The Megamind people, I call yeah. them. The Megamind humans underground. Yeah. Yeah. The the more it's evolved weird that I know like psychic people and, and the alpha omega bomb and all this stuff and how, how they how they praise it they praise the bomb yeah that's uh you know a lot of that stuff during the times you know we're still under that umbrella of a possible nuclear war so that was yeah. always played to but, a big thing but that bomb was it blew up the entire earth don't ask questions 
But also, <laughs> hey, they, somewhere in the future, we made a super ultra nuclear bomb that would just somewhere, you know, just create the whole thing where you have that narrator at the very end. It's just like, you know, a pale blue dot now see, bereft of life. Or forgot, I forget the whole line. <laughs> Uh, then, but then you got Escape from the Planet of the Apes. That's entertaining. Yeah, the, yeah, the third. Okay, the how they go back in time doesn't make any also, sense. Also, don't ask questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the Earth blew up. They ended up in 1972, I think. Become celebrities? But yeah, they become celebrities. Uh, you have the actor, I forget, the, the German actor or German born actor that uh, is in the, you know, in the Restless. Yeah. I forget his name. Um, where he was Dr. Hasline. Mm hmm. And he was referenced, I guess, in the previous movies. Yes. As, yeah, they brought that name his, up again. Yeah, because his um his uh theory on on time dilation essentially is what it was. Yeah. Um, and then we actually see who who the doctor was, and I actually enjoyed <laughs> that one way more than the second one. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. It, it was a, a lot more comedic. It very. I don't know if you've ever watched uh, uh, Star Trek: The Voyage Home. Yes. So it had that kind Classic. of effect to it. Yeah. They like go back fish, in time and it's much more comedic. Fish out then, of water. Society's weird. They don't get what's going on. Spot, yeah. You know, like everybody's just, whoa, what's going on? And so they have this, that whole dynamic, but yeah. with this undertone of, oh, wait, they want to sterilize me and some other stuff and we have to run away. And yeah. So um, that what, I don't know, if, you know, I mean, after that, then you got the fourth one with Ricardo Montalban, also well, a well, Star Trek reference. In the third, yeah, the third one, he that's where he was introduced. He uh, And with the plot twist at the end where... Uh, Milo slash Caesar, Caesar was swapped. Yep. It wasn't actually killed. Correct. Uh, so uh, Ricardo Montalban's character uh, like raised him pretty much for like 10 years. And then, all, and of course, Caesar is also played by Roddy McDowell, who played Cornelius, Cornelius in the first, in the three, first three films. See, th that's a good thing about these films is that you can have the same actors play keep, different roles. Keep swapping. Because it's just a lot of, <laughs> a lot of uh, mm -hmm. makeup. Yeah, a lot of the practical prosthetics and stuff. What was the doctor's name again? The doctor? Uh, which doctor? The orangutan doctor? Yeah. Dr. Oh, Zayas? Zayas. Yes, okay. Yeah, Zayas from the from the uh, first film. Yeah, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Yeah, exactly. The Simpsons for parody. Yeah, yes. that's where you're going. Um, so what, and, then, and, then and, then the, and then the uprising, too. Yeah, you get the, the conquest. The actual origin story. Yeah, you get the conquest and then battle. So what's funny about conquest is they started off as like, oh, there was a deadly plague of dogs and cats yes so then they started like adopting like, like yeah because apes yeah because um for anyone that had seen the uh who has seen the uh the reboot trilogy with uh andy circus and uh you know james franco in the first one and then other characters in the the second and third one matt reeves uh, directors yeah so it has a very similar origin sto uh, origin story where it's a virus but the virus doesn't kill off cats and dogs it kills off the humans mm -hmm. <laughs> correct <laughs> Um, but in for so for uh, conquest of the planet of the apes, uh, there's a virus, but the virus kills off pets like common household pets, dogs, cats, and then humans use them use or use apes instead as pets. But then they train them to be more like servants and slaves than actual pets. Yeah. And then Caesar kind of uh, the uprising, free, like, yeah, like the, the whole uprising of freeing apes, um, and then very similar to how. Rise of the Planet of the Apes is where Caesar is the one that that begins this whole ape revolution uh, against the humans and everything, uh, and then starting battle. off by killing off Tom Felton. Spoiler yes. alert! <laughs> no, no, yeah, he he was the first ape to utter the words no. Yep, that's true. <laughs> oh, and I think um, that's kind of cool. Um, 
Charlton Heston was uh, Helena Bonham Carter's uh, father's character. Yeah, or, or play, he, he, had father. A, he had a he had a small bit part if I don't if I remember correctly. Like they threw him in there, like hey, it'll be funny. Yeah, he was he was the king. Yeah, that was the first movie I saw on DVD. The, the Planet of the Apes, the that one. Like we, I came home one day from school and. I guess my parents bought this, this new, <laughs> this new whatever um, entertainment center frame, and then they got a new TV and a DVD player, and then that was the DVD that was in it. I guess they rented that, <laughs> and so like I remember specifically the, the startup Oof. menu for that for that DVD because we would kind of just like left it on, and we're like, what is this? <laughs> it was so strange, but yeah, it was it was interesting. And so, how about that ending? Okay, I, I think for that movie, that's the, I think that's the most memorable, more iconic moment in in, in that movie. Because any other part, it doesn't really stand out to me, uh, except for, okay, there was a part where Michael Clark Duncan's character utters the "get your get your stinking Pause hand off me, you off damn, me, you damn, damn dirty, dirty human,", human. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, for, for not, not not for a good reason, but but it was just like I'm um, Michael Clark Duncan, like yeah. And then there was another reference the that they made. Fought. From the originals, but I don't remember what the other reference was, and it was also kind of flipped where um, the apes were saying it instead of it being the humans. Like the humans. All I, I remember was remember what it was. All I remember was like they had to find like their oh, secret. Oh, it was Charlton Heston saying "damn you" or "damn them all, damn them all to hell." Yeah, so he, he pretty them much all uttered his own line, inversely related. Ape, That's which nuts. I thought was kind of crazy yeah but the ending yeah having the abraham lincoln statue just be, be an ape be an ape but i think <laughs> all the police I, it, it felt like yeah all the police everybody was just apes I was like wait did he go but back to the other planet the story the, no the story didn't make sense to me of course it didn't because that's <laughs> why i have remember this for over 20 years <laughs> because synops, like this is dumb like whenever the plot so before dumb. watching the movie it was um that uh, uh mark Wahlberg's character went into an alternate time like alternate dimension but if he's in an alternate dimension, why is his ship on that planet? On that planet, it's not an all. I th- it's like it's I, Earth. I'm pretty sure he went to the alternate dimension when he went back. But okay, when he came back, came back. Yes. But the whole thing but is because the ship the ruins. Yeah. We're there for I don't know how many years, and Spires. that's why they're like, oh, God, I, what was the name of the place they called it? Like their sacred land? Was it like Kalima or something? It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not like Kalima or, or Kalima or whatever it is. Yeah, the, the Temple ship. of Doom. Yeah, but it ends up being. But it was like. It was all wreckage because it was like blocking the other letters and it was just caution live animals. I was like, ah, yeah. look at that. That's all I remembered. So anyway, uh, good job, Zach. You and saw then, all the planets. You saw the good ones. Yeah, and then and, and then, then watching. Um, I mean, the first one was good. Like the original first one, yeah, was good. Yeah, yeah. Third one was good. And then of course now then you the have others, which are like, the, the new reboot. Ones, which yeah. now having seen all of the like the other three movies of the original he gets the call plus Timber one. That I'm noticing all these callbacks, uh, all these references, um, like you get where they talk about the um, the Icarus rocket launch, which is what Charleston uh, Charlton Heston's character yep. is in when he crash lands on Earth That's in the future. Correct. And then one thing I noticed, so in the credit scene or after the credit scene in the first movie, where they show all like, the first of the, the new movie, yeah, yeah, where the airline then it turns it shows how the so. What I really liked was that they went from L.A. to New York because New York is where the original film takes place. Yep. And then it goes to Paris because the book is that the the movies are based off of is French. French. Which I thought was a nice little attention to detail that I liked. 
There you go. Good job. And then uh, <laughs> starting to connect the dots, just and like other the other things too. Like uh, I think in the in the okay with the third movie where they introduced Nova. I, okay, that, this is my nitpick. I don't like that they introduced Nova so like she's a little early girl, in time because she's from two thousand years in the future. These are new movies, and, she, <laughs> and she's supposed to be there with you know uh, don't worry George about Taylor that. and all these other people. Forget them; they're trash. Like. <laughs> Because here's the thing, they're making two more movies. Supposedly, they're going to touch on like the originals, like, like the, the original legacy. Film. So, like those people who went on the Icarus rocket come yes. back, uh, Lord knows where, because of time dilation. Go, oh wait, this whole planet now is just apes. So if they do a remake, and people are <clears throat> yeah. exactly yeah, if they do a remake on that, then you already introduced Nova. Are they going to introduce Nova again if they do that just, route? But just it'll be a title. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a title. But uh, you know what? I'm impressed. That's good. That's a lot of chunk of yeah. movie to watch. So nine, nine some movies. of them were hard to kind of watch through. But some I, of them I, were hard. I, especially I, battle. I did pay attention. Battle pay is attention. not good. But you know, yeah, it was really, it was really cheesy and yeah, it's really not good. <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't big. You know, you would think okay, it's the final film in in this part of the franchise. You would think it would be huge, but it's not. No, no, it was not at all. I think and the budget was like one and a half, two million dollars. And they, I mean, they made like 10 million, 12 million from it. So they broke even 10, you know, five times they over. They made more money. They made money than expected, but uh, they were like, we, we did it. We got, we're, we're over. Yeah, it was we just got too it cheesy. done. Nice. All right, cool, but man. Was, but I, I really enjoyed watching all of them, even through the good and the bad. But for the, I mean, the current trilogy is. Mm-hmm. Oh, just definitely. About the, um, the definitely. Matt Reeves movies. Yeah, the Fantastic. Matt Reeves movies. In the, yeah, they're so good. Nice, man. All right, cool, cool. Danny, what'd you get up to? All right. Well, I saw a lot this week. <laughs> Pick uh, one. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, I, I'm just gonna speed round through some things, uh, just so we can move on to the through your guys. But no, uh, you so can take I, your time. I don't. I don't have. Many. I saw Tony Hawk until the wheels fall off. Nice. Saw that too. Um, your recommendation. I think I saw that too yeah. last week. Yep, it was really good. I'm the only one I think that hasn't watched it yet. It's very good. Because I saw you. You had watched you it. Oh too. man, yeah. yeah, it was great. Like, well, I saw you saw it, and I was like. Yeah, I, should I gotta watch it. Exactly. <laughs> that was uh, my turn. So, yeah, let us know when you watch it. Uh, then I saw Speed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> For oh, yeah. the first Keanu. time. Pop really? quiz, hot shot. Yeah. How good is that movie? It was great. Yeah. I liked it. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, all right. And then the one that I was mainly going to talk about this week was Wrath of Man. Nice. Ooh, good job. I don't know if any of you guys have seen yes, it. Yes, Anthony and I have seen it. Um, saw it in theaters. Yeah. It good slow burn of a movie right slow burn and i didn't see any trailer or anything good for you um so i went in totally blind and at first i was like oh okay this is how this movie's gonna go and then i was like oh i guess Mm -hmm. not (laughs) i did not expect jason statham's character to be what he was what he was yeah and you're like damn this is really cool and then yeah, which it I won't spoil. Builds it, and builds more on it. it and more on it. It's really, it's uh, done really well. Wrath of Man is on Amazon Prime. If watch you guys it. Want to see it? It's Definitely cool. watch it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, later on, we're going to talk about Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. But we <laughs> yep. all saw it together. Yes, we all did. And because we all saw it together, I decided to watch Paddington One and Paddington Two. <laughs> Minor <laughs> reference, <laughs> referenced. So. Um, those are some great heartfelt movies. Second one's a little bit emotional. Um, 
I agree with Pedro Pascal. <laughs> I agree with Pedro Pascal. <laughs> I have not seen those, but I've I've heard that they're good movies. Yeah. Yeah. And lastly, I saw Everything Everywhere All at Once. I've heard that that's a pretty good movie. <laughs> <laughs> and you have my one minute take on Instagram and YouTube Shorts if you want to see that. We have it's the real enough. we it's have the enough. real up. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not enough, I'll tell you that, but uh let's just say it kind of broke Danny for a little bit. I was I didn't even know what I was watching. Yeah, I broke through. him I in the like, best way what? possible. I love it. That's so good, man. I like that a I, lot. I think I need to see it again. Yeah, I recommend it. I just recommend everybody to just watch it. It's it's, yeah. it's a you it's it's an experience. That's all I have to say about that. Um so very quickly other than powering through a lot of my backlog of TV shows, which we'll get to later, one movie that I randomly saw was playing on like TBS while I was at the gym. And then I realized, oh, wait, I have this movie I find actually very funny. Let me go back and rewatch it. Uh, was Game Night with uh, Jason nice. Bateman, Rachel McAdams. Nice. Uh, that the whole cast is actually really good. It's funny because the mother who plays Olivia in Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, she's in Game Night. Uh, she's there with like. This uh, she goes as a with a date with one of like I guess their coworkers. I forget his name, but he's played by Billy Magnuson, who over the past few years, uh, I think has been a really great comedic force as well as uh, just overall strong actor in a lot of the projects he's been in. But uh, he's in he's that random like European prince in the Aladdin remake. But I first got introduced to him from Game Night. So this movie is basically about a uh couple who met going to like pub trivia shows and trivia nights and the couple is played by jason bateman and rachel mcadams and one day the jason bateman's brother uh who's uh, played by kyle chandler of uh, friday night lights fame he early edition and early edition nice uh and what's this other show um band of brothers yeah, Band of Brothers. He's in anyway, a lot of stuff, yeah. yeah, he's in a lot of good stuff. He randomly shows up, and there's history between him and the main character because uh, the brother would always beat him at all the games that they would play, every single one, and that drove the main character to just be like this ultimate game-winning machine of a person and uh, just go through stuff. And so he designs like a game night for everybody, including like their friends, their neighbors, uh, one neighbor that's played by Jesse Plemons, who's hilarious, also like. Coming from someone who had a serious background on Breaking Bad, then he shows up on Game Night. The dude, the dude shows he has com comedy chops too. Uh, and then craziness ensues because the brother gets kidnapped, and they think it's part of the game when it actually isn't. And then they get caught in this overarching uh, weird conspiracy while they're trying to use Game Night style clues and murder mystery stuff. It's a whole lot of fun. The supporting cast is great. Um, I think also, if I'm not mistaken, what's this dude from New Girl? New Girl, yeah, Lamorne Morris. Uh, he's in that movie. Also, he's freaking hilarious. Is that where he does the Denzel impersonation? If I'm not remembering, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's his. It's really spot on. But if you can, I think TBS was, um, I think uh, showing it. But if it's owned by HBO Max, I haven't done the check yet, but. Maybe it's on HBO Max, but check it out. It's really, really funny. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a fun movie. It's one of the better rated R comedies of the past 10 years because there hasn't been that many. There hasn't been that many in, in, a, in a while. And that one came out a few years ago, I think three or four years ago. And yeah, it's it's very fun. So yeah, four I years also ago. recommend it. That and, uh, and Tag. I also really liked Tag. Yes, Tag was also tag a good one. With, um... 
Jeremy Renner, Jeremy Renner. at Helms, Fran mm-hmm. John Hamm, like yeah, that that movie I think came out like a year after. No, same year. Yeah, that was yeah. the same year. We had like back to back. That was a, a rare year in in comedy. In, in good R comedies. <laughs> Uh, nice, Anthony. Uh, I know you watched mostly a lot of like TV this right. week, right? I didn't really watch any movies aside from um, *Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent*. Um, I I've been catching up on TV shows, so and we're gonna be talking about that a little bit later. Ooh, that's right. What were your thoughts on *Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent*? Oh man, it was <laughs> <laughs> it was very fun, very extremely meta. Uh, <laughs> But like in a good way, not in a oh doing this again. Because there's there's been a the past few years has been a good amount of shows or movies that have just been hey this is meta hey hey look what we're doing hey guess what it's just like I get it now they but, drop the member berries and oh we're trying to you know remember this look at this That's yeah an overt but, reference yeah but for some reason I don't know they did it right in this movie and yeah it was very entertaining throughout throughout the whole movie not so, the beast yeah <laughs> <laughs> lots of lots of Nick Cage references as you would expect. And Nick Cage being the Nick Cageiest, it's, it was uh, pretty it, awesome. There was a lot of variety to, to what to his performance in the movie. Yeah. There was like the very Nick Cageiest stuff, and then there was the the more subtle stuff. Um, you know that I got to do um, because Danny recommended me. I actually saw Pig. It's another one I watched recently that definitely subverted my expectations <laughs> of what that movie was going to be. And really strong performance by Nick Cage in that movie. So. The dude can definitely the dude can act, and it's just good to see that there's the Nicholas Cage as we're calling it right now, um, where he's just like being celebrated for all that heart, that strong work that he's doing, and this movie is a great testament to that in a fun way, but it's also uh, layered very intelligently. I was telling the guys earlier. Also, again, Pedro Pascal, like just oh yeah, he was he's so, so much good chemistry really good. with him. There's there's they're too much fun. Like it's awesome, man. And it's not a Cage because. You, he never left. He never left. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, MPH. Yeah. I never I mean, left. It was great that we had the Nicolas Cage episode last week. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the stuff that we mentioned or movies that we mentioned was referenced yes. in this movie. And in a good way, too. Yeah. yeah. And so, then every time something would come up, we would all look at each other like, we hey. just talked about that. <laughs> yeah. We were like, my guns. Those are my guns. And we're like, hey, guys, the guns. So yeah. go re-listen to last week's podcast before you watch the movie. Yeah. Shameless plug within a plug. Awesome. So... Uh, with that being wrapped up, you can find those through various streaming Zach services. Zach, what did you think about it? Oh no, no, I, I was gonna bring up something else that I forgot to mention while I was talking about Planet of the Apes. But oh, here we go. Oh, okay, because <laughs> okay, one really little quick, thing that I, that I noticed was so this is seen in the first movie where, uh, where Taylor is at that at his court hearing, and he's trying to explain like, like his like you know human history and like like how he you know you know what i mean like yeah you know like scene, how right? humans got to that point before they were you know who where they were in the first yeah, movie and, sure. like, like, and how you know his ability to speak and all this stuff compared to like you know where it in in that time no humans can speak and and his intelligence and everything so in that scene the three orangutans that are there uh listening to his him talk they are kind of referencing something that's I, I don't know if it's a, a proverb or something known as the three wise monkeys yeah. you're just doing it right now just doing it on this on the video chat and it's the see no evil hear no evil i took a picture just so that way you guys can understand what i'm talking about so yes. you have uh see no evil hear no evil speak no evil yeah one of them's just like i can't believe what he's saying the other one's like i don't want to hear what he's saying and the other one's like i'm not gonna try to shut up to tell him to just shut the hell up you damn dirty human i always thought it was a very like 
like I, I didn't notice it the first time I watched it. When I watched it now the second time, I'm like, wow, that's smart. So yeah, we like smart, you know, movies that do the fun, the smart fun stuff. So all right, and nice guys, yeah, that cool. was it. <laughs> good pick. With that, with intelligence, uh, let's move that over to news because we had some interesting choices, some intelligent choices, and then some uh, questionable choices. Go ahead, Danny. Give us the rundown. So we're going off with Marvel. There's some changes to the Marvel lineup for 2023. We got Ant-Man and the Marvels swapping dates. Really? So, so Quantumania is uh, switching the dates first. up, right? Yeah. So they're... Ant-Man 3 is going to be February of 2023. Oh. And then we got the Marvels in July of 2023. Is there still something coming out this November or it's, October, uh, November? Wakanda it, Forever. Well, yeah. Ah, Wakanda there it is. Yeah. There it is. Wakanda Forever. Yeah. So we got nice. Doctor Strange, um, Thor, Love and Thunder, and then Black Panther 2. Nice. And yeah. the Guardians uh, 3. Well, well mm. Guardians 3 is next year. Yeah, that's next year. But I think the Guardians no, the, Christmas special. The Christmas special. Yeah, that's coming up. Is, that's going to be silly. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be just really silly. I didn't silly. even know about that. So what's... Did they explain why they were swapping or... No. No. I just... I I, I hope <laughs> they... It's just... Weird. It I hope it's like a... It might be scheduling conflicts because Brie Larson's in Fast 10 and... Fast 10. That, that's probably it. Maybe. But it also, I'm that, hoping but... Kang the Conqueror. I just need more Kang the Conqueror. They might... Maybe something that happens in this movie or some yeah, changes maybe that they made. Write they it in, maybe. Wanted um, Ant-Man yeah. 3 to come out first. Maybe. Yeah, maybe something with the story. They they felt like maybe they want to have Ant-Man come out first so that they can set up maybe the Marvels. Maybe. It's but. probably because Ant-Man is a prominent part in Doctor Strange. And so once we oh see that movie, God. we're going to realize that <laughs> Ant-Man's the true enemy. <laughs> No. Or maybe they think the Quantum Mar- Relevance is is the source of the multiverse of madness. <laughs> I mean, the Marvels is coming out in July, so maybe they think the Marvels will do a better job in the summer. In the, yeah, in the middle I mean, of the summer, July. I mean, Who the knows? first movie made billion dollars anyway yeah. with just one Marvel. This one will have yeah. three three Marvels. Marvels, and we're getting Ms. Marvel in June on Disney Plus. Right. So it's so and then that's we've a year to got, set that up. We got a little bit of sprinkle of the other Marvel from Wandavision. <laughs> So, I'm just saying it's. I feel like spectrum. you could probably put that movie anywhere, and it'll probably make a lot of money. Yeah, and here's hoping because I want. I we want also it. have um, announcement that John Watts is not going to be directing Fantastic Four anymore. Yeah, it's a little weird. I'm okay with it. A little I'm, weird. I'm okay with it. You know, because uh, I definitely he juggled a lot with uh, No right. Way Home. Yeah, and technically speaking, he's attached to this other trilogy of spider-man movies until we hear otherwise so give him a little break let's let's not just put it you know churn it out in the machine and just crank out rando spider-man movies uh let's actually like you know save uh you know make sure the juice is worth the squeeze and uh you know don't milk the cow i'm gonna use all these random you know analogies but yeah we don't want it to get too wild and to the point where he's burnt out because if he's a little burnt out right now that's okay i want him to relax maybe do do a little fun project on his own that he wants to do and then all right uh marvel and sony are calling back let's kick out another spider-man so that's what the report said but do you believe that that's the reason why why all of a sudden i don't see any reason why not when did they announce that he was a director like last year I feel like it's a while yeah. ago. Oh, like no, a year I think ago. it's been a couple of years. A little least. while back. I but think like, at a Comic-Con, I think they did that. So July of last year. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah, yeah whenever they announced it, it was when... So if, let's say if it was July last year. Yeah, I think Feige was, was like... He was already movie. done shooting Spider-Man. So he was doing post-production on Spider-Man. 
So maybe they didn't. So know was he not burnt out back then? Spider-Man's like, wouldn't he have been burnt out back then? I mean, he was still. Then? If he's in post, like, he's still in it. Like, that's you're still in the uh, the process of having to make sure you're working with the editors, you're working with all the the effects people, you're working with the uh, Giacchino who's doing the score. Like, there's all there's still work that you got to put yourself into. It's right. not just like all right, set and forget it because that's how you get other <laughs> movies that we'll talk about uh, later on. Yeah, a, I, just, a bit. I just think it's kind of weird. Uh, that's uh, that's the excuse that was given. And it's understandable to have the doubt on it. But if Feige was like, yeah, we respect this. Like, we want him to have the space. We, have him to, we don't want him to be burnt out. Like, that's totally fair and totally cool. Um, watch Robert Eggers be like, yeah, I want to make a Fantastic <laughs> Four movie. All right, so I looked it up. So the movie was announced July 2019. John Watts was confirmed in December 2020. Ooh. Wow. So a full year. Yeah. But that's I'm I pretty think, sure that's when they finished yeah. filming. Yeah, by Spider-Man. that point, I'm sure they were like, close to finishing or pretty much done. Of principal photography? Yeah. Yeah. Is that when we were starting to get all the leaked footage of Garfield and Toby on set? Yeah. 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 In 2020 or in 2020? Yeah, in 2020. It was a long year. 2021. <laughs> yeah, 2020 was something. All right. So we'll go on to the second bit of news. Uh, we officially got an announcement in CinemaCon. This is the later half of CinemaCon that we didn't get to right. react to. Uh, Anna de Armas will be starring in the John Wick spinoff called Lord. Ballerina. Nice. It's going to be great. Midnight. Mid- <laughs> 11.54 8 p.m. That's amazing. So we had, the, we have already, was supposed to be slated the whole Continental side series that's supposed to be on HBO Max. Uh, I think Mel Gibson attached to it. But now we have an actual movie that's like a cool spinoff to that. Uh, that's going to be really cool. So this is a spinoff. Is she gonna be in the next John Wick? Who knows? Maybe. Okay. Maybe they like tease it or just has like a quick cameo in it. Surprised that they're not doing anything with uh, with Halle Berry. That's a good point. That is actually a really good or point. Or maybe, or maybe it'll be like both she's in the Halle Berry one. and Lawrence and Darmus. Or maybe you know, because ass. Could be. Maybe she shows up in Ballerina and <laughs> Taking just names. like, hey, you know, the ladies roll up and dogs and. Well, this might be a good time for Zach now to uh, to oh, watch all the John Wicks, which I still need time. to see two and three. It's oh, time. Uh, I've only seen the first one. These guys don't know. Watch a party. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Let's do it. All right. And then. Excommunicado if you don't watch them. <laughs> all right, and then our big news of the week is uh, with Fast X. I'm Fast not. Fast I'm still calling it Fast 10. <laughs> Fast I'm 10. never calling it Fast <laughs> X. Uh, so never calling it that. Last week we found out that the director Justin Lin was leaving, and fun fact: they were losing one million dollars per day while finding a replacement. So I read the story on Variety about all of this, <laughs> yeah. and it was or was it Hollywood Reporter? It was actually both. I read a story on both, and some there were reports of inside those meetings where they would go and review certain things because then they would have to book location shots. And in the middle of it, because Vin Diesel is also a producer and he has like so much control on the on the franchise that he would just change a lot of stuff randomly on a yeah. whim. And that was getting to be really frustrating for Justin Dillon because there's all this planning and, and that gets set up. And then just to change up an entire like set piece action sequence, or we're just going to add something or we're going to change certain dialogue. We're going to change this stuff from one point to another. It got to be so dysfunctional to the point where I guess on top of that the reports of Vin Diesel's 
uh, behavior on working behavior, uh, being on set late, not being prepared to do his stuff, uh, really taking and burning up a lot of time. And at the same time, making all those changes because of that and just having it more revolve around him and his whims instead of the overall project really forced uh, Justin Lin to just, you know what? Deuces. Yeah, I mean, because it, it reflects on, on him. It makes him look like he's not doing his job, which is keeping everything in order. True. So, I mean, I, I would understand. I mean, even if he was probably going to get a lot of money from doing this movie. So you could just imagine, like, him walking away is a big deal. Cause... Oh, for sure. And, he, I mean, and he's still staying on as a producer. But... I think he helped write it, too. So I mean, yeah. he's getting writing credit. Unless they change everything. <laughs> <laughs> Out of spite, which I wouldn't put past Vin Diesel. But Anthony was telling me earlier that it, that kind of corroborates a lot of the stuff with the beef that we heard that was going on between uh, Dwayne Johnson and uh, Vin Diesel. Yeah, he didn't like his work ethic. And, it, and you know The Rock is notorious for doing everything. It's all about yeah, power. Everything on time and, and <laughs> doing what he needs to do. And The rap said it all, everybody. The rap said it all. But yeah, it's we've talked about it before. Like Dwayne Johnson's just constant work ethic from one to another is is pretty impressive. So if he meets up, if he's on project with something or someone that, especially with such a high caliber of, uh, sorry, a high level of influence in the project, and that's not meeting up, and like, hey, I'm ready to work, especially with all the busy stuff he's going on, and they're not ready to work. Like that's gonna be a point of contention. Yeah, apparently yeah. that 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 million dollars per day that they were losing was also a lot to do with that they're paying a lot of money to all the actors in this movie yeah so it's just so, like you have crew and then high paid actors sitting around doing nothing while they're waiting, waiting. for for yeah. a new director so apparently in that article uh that i was reading um that xavier also read uh they mentioned that this film the budget for the film so far has gotten up to 300 million <laughs> oh my god and 100 million of those of that is for cast alone oh my Jesus god <laughs> what's yep. the what's the highest or what, what movie has the highest budget do we know that pirates of the caribbean, pirates of the caribbean uh, on, on stranger no at world's end no no it's, oh it's on stranger ties it was just the fourth one fifth one the fourth one no no stranger ties is the fourth one yeah the fourth one it's like Three. What was the fifth one called? Dead Men Tell No Tales. Three eighty million. It was one. One of those is the highest. Yeah, I, I don't remember which one it is, but it's one of those. It's four it. or five. Really? Yeah. Because I mean, th that's pretty close. It's getting pretty close to being one of the highest. It's uh, tied with budgets. Justice League at three hundred million. Jeez. Oh yeah, Justice League. But Justice League had like. Yeah, but just like had to reshoot that to reshoot almost the whole movie, that a whole second movie, right? Yeah, they haven't shot anything yet for Fast and Furious. Correct. So what if they had to do reshoots for Fast and Furious? Well, according to what I just film sources across the web, looking like like obviously we we look at Infinity War and Endgame, like those had budgets of upwards of three hundred. Yeah, but that made it all. That's understandable. Definitely, they also had a ton of Ultron was three six five. Like wow, three hundred sixty five million. Yeah. Uh, but I'm trying to find the budget for the Fate of the Furious was 250 and uh, yeah. But so you're talking about Endgame and Infinity War that had a ton of actors in it. The culmination of everything. Yeah, and you know, and Marvel. So this isn't like I know they probably want to think it is, but it's not Endgame. <laughs> yeah, really was the fourth, Diesel probably really, but really was the fourth the Pirates fourth movie. 378.5 million That's dollar insane. budget, wow. and that was a 
bad movie too. <laughs> hey, it wasn't bad. It was just not hey, as good as the first three. Hey, I, sure. I I still like that movie because I just love how like the the secondary antagonist, the Spanish, they just rolled up, crashed the party, like spoiler, break the whole the the, the holy gr- the fountain of youth cup, and they just said deuces Catholicism and left. Like they <laughs> they didn't fight anybody else. They're just like you know you know f your couch. F this fountain. It just no one can give it. Like he just stomped all over it, broke it. No one can give life except the living Lord. And then just they peace out. That's it. That's the funniest. I was cracking up in the theater because just how just how petty the Spanish were. It's so great. I also have a soft spot for that movie because uh, the music is done by Hans Zimmer and one of my favorite mm. groups, uh, Rodrigo and Gabriela. So, yep. Check them out. Awesome, a duo acoustic guitar group. Ian McShane as Blackbeard's pretty cool, man. Like as a villain, like you, you Ian, Mc, Ian McShane's is cool. Like I, I, I could defend that movie. Like um, I would go on record to defend it, but it's just not as good as the other three. Correct. Man, that's nuts. <laughs> oh, so we talking about who end up picking up the job? Yeah. So it is. I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but it's Louis Leterrier. Leterrier. Louis Leterrier. Uh he he did the Incredible Hulk. Leterrier. And Maybe Louis? transported Louis to... Leterrier, <laughs> possibly. Oh, but we got see. Incredible Hulk and Transporter Two on the resume. Oh man, incredible movies! <laughs> Transporter Two, hop hop! I b- dodged both bullets. Oh man, Takes barrel bombs off bombs. your car, yeah. <laughs> barrel bomb defusal. Hey, ha- ha- what's the best way to not get hurt if you're in a plane that's about to crash into water? What's the best way to avoid that? Danny, what's the answer to that question? Because you have seen the movie now too. I did. Uh, do nothing. No, it's no, it's it's just jump to, in the you just air. Have to jump at the right time oh, when, that, right. when yeah. the plane hits the the water. Yep. And so then, you don't feel any impact. Good so, lord. <laughs> so I, I like how the bomb. I think you mentioned it. The 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 bomb under the car. Yeah. Where he just hits it's it basic. off the crane. He, he did like a <laughs> Hot Wheels leading the way. Whatever. If that stunt is not in the Hot Wheels movie, <laughs> I'm gonna be really mad. Or we got but the, it's going to be a Speed Racer movie. Or I, I hope so. we got With the, bombs. the kid in the beginning, terrible at riddles. <laughs> <laughs> and acting. Imagine the Riddler giving that kid the riddles. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just, what, what was the riddle that gave him in that movie? I, I don't remember it, but I remember that just, that, one, the kid not being a great actor, but two, like, just, <laughs> uh, like, not knowing. It was something else. Yeah. But speaking of not knowing, um, you know, he has a good, like, over time... Louis Leterrier, Let, Leterrier, uh, he he's done a good job of this because of, of, I guess picking up in the middle of franchises or just you know he, he, I think he can handle a lot of moving pieces. He did Clash of the Titans. Um, obviously, I mean after Transformers, the first one or the second one, the first one, Clash. Okay, the second one's Wrath, right? Yeah, okay. second one's Wrath. But he also did a project that I'm really fond of that I really wish you know now that Netflix is in the news for a lot of just uh. For their stock tanking because they're losing subscribers. I wonder why. Stop canceling shows like The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. That was all helmed by this director. He really fought for the practical effects and for the practical puppetry that goes on in that show. It's really well done. Um, even if you've never seen the original, which um, is that on Disney? No, I think it might Netflix might have the original on it. But even if you've never seen the original Dark Crystal, like watch Age of Resistance. Uh, it, even though it's going to end on sort of a cliffhanger, like it, watch it. It's done really well. Voice acting, the puppetry behind it, all great stuff. 
But he also did uh, one of Anthony's favorites, uh, Now You See Me. But he didn't do Now You Don't. No, you, no, he did not. No, he, no, no, he don't. That movie doesn't exist. No, he don't. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he also did an episode of Lupin, uh, which is on uh, Netflix. Yeah, he did a, uh, the first three episodes of season one. Nice, nice. Uh, that one's with Omar Sy. It's on Netflix. Highly recommend it. Watch it. It's a good um, crime uh, heist thrillers uh type of show all all in french so you're gonna have to read subtitles but it's acted really well <laughs> ha ha wee wee but no it's it's actually really good i really really recommend it nice so i think cool. uh you know he can pick up the pieces i think he'll play ball like he'll he'll handle whatever weirdo changes it's just universal and nbc comcast are just gonna have to fork over the money to make this thing work yeah. i think yeah. well, I mean, they're about to end so. he could take them to the moon <laughs> so it's all good or mars yeah take your ass to mars <laughs> All right, now with that, we'll head over to our main topic, which, which is... is some of our favorite recent TV shows. I know we were just mentioning some TV shows, but um, Anthony, what's yes, sir. what's been do we a have favorite? a time frame? Like, do we want to talk about shows that are in twenty starting and that like premiered in twenty twenty two? Or just recent? Or yeah, yeah, like recent twenty twenty two, maybe in the last year. Okay, give or take. I'm yeah. fair. I'm cool. I mean, with that. what I what it's I've been lot. recently watching is going on right now and i mean they're still ongoing so yeah i just uh i caught up with winning time very good show on hbo there's one episode left the finale is season finale is this coming sunday mother's day don't you guys forget <laughs> nothing says i love you mom like watching the no uh, don't watch that with your mom yeah your mom probably won't <laughs> hey like that there show. are some you know mother son relationships that go there on is that movie. but you know sorry that show um but yeah, it's it's I I will second that for Anthony. That show's really good. Yeah. It's done by Adam McKay, so it has that kind of flair. We've talked about it before, but I love that the show in the middle of it, since it's set in the late seven like seventy nine to eighty, into like eighty eighty one around that area, it cuts from normal modern cameras and shots to really old grainy late seventies early eighties style like home video style recordings. And it has like the weird warp and burns and uh, the audio kind of changes a bit. But everybody who's there as uh, who's playing their parts as actual athletes, they do an amazing job. I forget the name. of That thing is great. Uh, the name of this dude who plays Magic Johnson is uh, pretty strong. Like he's he's doing a lot of good stuff. And I spoke about it with a friend of mine um, and also the producer. Uh, shout out to uh, the song saint over here. But he um, thinks he and I think that the guy they got to play Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is spot on. Yeah, that guy's nuts. Nuts. Like he's super tall, which mm -hmm. is wild to see that he has like the height there. But he has some strong acting in that in that show, like especially like the the episode that focuses more on his youth and childhood and mm -hmm. how that relates to the current season. Really, really strong stuff. And they have an overt airplane reference in the pilot episode, so hilarious. Uh and a brief scene of him in the in the Bruce Lee movie. Yeah, he does the sidekick and blah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. Um so yeah, that's on HBO Max. Can't can't miss it. Uh finale's on Mother's Day. Definitely watch it. Uh anything else? Yes. Um Better Call Saul's back. Um they Final season. Right Better Call Saul, <laughs> baby. Uh, yeah, that if you, if any of you liked Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul it's it's up there. It's I'm not going to say it's as good, like the same as Breaking Bad. It's, they're different shows, but mm -hmm. 
but it is very good. Like I, I remember when they first announced it years ago. I, it was just like, why, why would they make this like this a prequel is, show? Yeah, yeah a prequel show about, about like, this, why? about this character. Like, yeah, he's a, he was a fun character in the show, but why would you make a whole show? But they did it. They made, I think this is the fifth season, sixth, fifth or sixth. Yeah, I, I can't remember, sixth. but the they somehow are making six seasons of this side character, and it and it works, and it's great, and I highly recommend it. I'm sure it's an AMC show. And since it's last season, I'm sure they're going to be doing a whole bunch of weekend-long marathons <laughs> like they've done with Breaking Bad before. Like, just watch the whole show in a weekend or something yeah, like that. They do that so, all the time. And they actually just recently put, the, I think, the fifth season, the most recent season of Better Call Saul on Netflix. Great. So you could pretty much catch up all on Netflix and then come back. I'm that guy. I'm that guy who needs to And then watch up. it when, <laughs> when it airs. But yeah, but, yeah, Better Call Saul, very good show. And it brings in a lot of the other fun... Uh, sorry, fan favorite side characters. Like you have uh, Mike is on there too. Oh, I so love good. Mike. Is, Mike, Mike is, is awesome. Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> yep. Uh, comes back Best in like season there. two or three. Um, but it's a great showcase of Bob Odenkirk's work. Um, I can also recommend, if you haven't seen it yet, Nobody, which I believe is on HBO Max. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, def- I saw it on HBO Max. Yeah. Give that a watch. It's really good. Uh, but yeah, good, strong crime drama. Better call Saul. Can't beat that. With a baseball bat. <laughs> uh, what about you, Xavier? What have you been watching? Man, so um, I was talking to the guys earlier, and this is great for the audience, but somewhere along the line, um, like out of nowhere, like some of the lesser known shows of Apple TV Plus, surprisingly, are really good. So I powered through a lot of their shows recently. Everybody knows about Ted Lasso, and then they kind of got big with Foundation, and um, they had some other really, you know, Big stuff, obviously the Coda win, but their most popular show is easily Ted Lasso. But um, I just got through a couple of their like other shows that are we that are both have comedies. There's uh, thrillers, there's like spy espionage. So, and then we've also talked about it in the past, which is uh, you know Severance. So oh I'll go down so the line so of all of these. So Severance is top tier television. Yeah, you got to be really watching good. it. I also um, talked about, you know, referenced it now in terms of a spy thriller. It's a really good show. I think I've mentioned a couple of episodes behind, but it's called Slow Horses with Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman plays uh, the head of this small group of spies and uh, intelligence service agents in London, but they're all like disgraced because they all screwed up really bad on their job. So they're all, <laughs> he, he basically is in charge of all of them and he's like the worst boss ever. Like he, there's a point where he has to try to like do a hype speech because they have to uh, foil the plot of these um, saboteurs and um, conspiracy makers going on. And he's just like, well, this may be the last time we speak to each other. So I just want to tell you, you're the very worst people I've ever had the unple- the displeasure to work with. Um, yeah, good luck, I guess, maybe. And he just walks off. Like he has some great zingers. Um that if like you know Anthony will call them uh, just affectionately the bone saws, mm-hmm. like he's filled with them in this entire show. Uh, there's one where they find uh, some some somebody dead, and they had he was carrying a, a burner phone, and so one of the main characters, as Gary Oldman's character picks it up, he's like, oh maybe you should ring it, and then he looks around, he looks over to him, he gives him this line, and you know pardon the French, but he's just like, well thank fuck you're here, I wouldn't know what else to do if I you weren't if if. I, it's so freaking hilarious like i'm bumbling the words because it's 
just how dry and acerbic he is. Uh, there's another line where he's explaining something to somebody and it's like someone from the main office and like they're looking at him kind of confused and he's like, wow, it's like trying to explain Norway to a dog. Like, uh, it's I think that's used in another show, but that's just like a, a normal, like, I think it's a British saying. It's just like when just you're so dumb, you don't get the concept. It's just like, well, it's, it's like trying to explain Norway to a dog. And uh, if you like that kind of stuff, but at the same time, like a good spy thriller, you got that one. Uh, Slow Horses, can't recommend it enough. I also watched Pachinko. I finally saw the finale. That's a show. It's multi-generational drama that has Korean, Japanese, and English spoken. Nice. So nice. definitely you have to watch it with subtitles unless you know fluent Japanese and <laughs> Korean. But got it. Um, <laughs> it features uh, the main character in the current like timeline. It's played by the actress who won the best supporting actor actress award for Minari. So oh, it's got nice. some heavy hitters in that. Uh, randomly, for all you um, fans of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Jimmy Simpson's in it. Nice. Uh, but nice. he's also in obviously and Westworld Poyle. too. Yeah. <laughs> and but. The support, the main cast in that show is great. Like I can't recommend it enough. It's very emotional, so it hit, touches on some heavy uh, topics, but still really, really good. Um, I'm almost done, but the rapid fire. <laughs> there is. I watched Re We Crash with Jared Leto and um, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, yeah, two Academy Award winners. They really helped carry that show. Heard it but was really good. It's really good, surprisingly, because like it's a more contained platform for Jared Leto to act in, but. The person he's playing uh, is really that kind of ridiculous, like, entrepreneur, mogul, you know, biting off more than he can chew and really trying to sell more than what it actually is. Mm -hmm. And Anne Hathaway's character, uh, Rebecca Newman, she is she is something else. Like, she, if you watch videos of Rebecca Newman and then Anne Hathaway, it's the, the mannerisms, the tonal inflections are really spot on. She's, nice. she's, she's Academy Award winner for a reason. Um, lastly, there was this show that I don't know if it'll get a second season, but it's a mainly a British show. It's called Suspicion. It's got Uma Thurman on it in it, but a couple of other um, well-known like British actors. It actually has the uh, guy who plays the Indian uh, uh, scientist from Big Bang Theory. So he plays a much more serious role, and everybody gets a chance to really shine in their particular kind of like parts because it's about a conspiracy of who kidnapped a famous or a high-ranking uh, American son uh, over in New York because he's studying in Britain and so there's a whole thing of like oh the British nationals uh, kidnap him and so there's the UK police but then there's the FBI also kind of competing to figure out who it is and it's and good the, drama they're all like in suspicion of <laughs> yeah it, it, it's good drama but um, it's really strange how looking back i was like wait a minute like these shows are really good like there especially a, severance like which yeah. is well, amazing yeah severance is top tier yeah uh but there was another one i don't know if you guys saw it, invasion on apple tv plus i didn't get to I've watch not it. Seen it yet. I, I my sister saw the pilot she's like this is really good it's prestige drama with an alien invasion yeah i'm like okay <laughs> i but enjoyed it. it it was it was sam neil's in it you know jurassic oh, park he was oh yeah and uh uh Actor Odin in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> that's, oh. that, I always find that hilarious. But yeah, my rundown of shows, it's a lot of the stuff that's, that was on Apple TV uh, Plus. But finally, there's another one that I'm surprised Anthony didn't... Uh, well, he, did you mention Tokyo Vice just now? 
I was going to, but I knew you wanted to. Rip. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I had to jump on it. Um, Anthony's seen it all. I'm behind two episodes, but I cannot recommend Tokyo Vice enough. Also an HBO Max show. That's another show that, like, it's basically in two languages. Uh, Ansel Elgort, I think, like, 40% of his lines are all pure Japanese. Wow. So the dude had to legitimately learn some of the language to in, or, in order to deliver his lines in the way they're meant to be. The dude knows his stuff. He's really, really good. Yeah, and The pilot is really good. Yeah. Directed by Michael Mann, and he executive produces the show also. So got some good... Uh, good pedigree. Good right pedigree there. from... From a well-known director, but yeah, the the, the whole show is good, but the the pilot is really good, and the whole season is out. Whole uh, season is Max. out right now on HBO Max. Yeah, cool. Ken Watanabe, Rinko Kikuchi, she was in uh, Pacific Rim. Um, I think the guy who plays Sato, uh, the other the the Yakuza guy, that mm-hmm. dude's really good. Yeah, like he's doing an amazing job. The, the acting's very good. Yeah, and the plot is interesting. It's entertaining. And um, there's some it's it's surprisingly funny in the most unexpected ways. Like it's like heartfelt funny in some certain points. It's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, that's my rundown. I know it's a lot <laughs> to apologize, but all those shows are really good. I uh, highly recommend you watch them. Nice. So a uh, show I recently finished, which kind of just binged in two days, which was actually pretty good. Nice. Was uh, Reacher. On Amazon Ooh. Prime. I thought he was going to say Lost. I was like, wait a oh, minute, man, what? Lost? Damn, two days. That's two days a... Lost? That's a record. <laughs> also impossible. It's physically impossible. <laughs> Is Times Lost a on any streaming service? It was it, on Netflix years it's ago. It's probably on something. It might be on Hulu but or Netflix. Whatever but. ABC would have. I don't know. Hulu? Uh, I mean, uh, gotta be Hulu. Disney owns would it be most Paramount? of Hulu. So. No, CBS? it's a no, Disney show. That was an ABC it's show. It's an ABC show, which Disney owns. CBS apparently, you know, like Paramount Plus apparently, like the heavy hitters right now is the, um, obviously Halo, which uh, all of us will we'll use our free trial to just go through the entire show. Yeah. But also the um, new Star Trek show is apparently really good. The one with I've Captain heard, Pike yeah. on the Enterprise is supposed to be really, really good. And they have Picard, Strange and New Worlds, and I think. Other ones. Yeah, Picard is is entertaining for some, but um, I think it's um. Yeah, Strange New Worlds apparently is extremely good. I heard I heard Reacher is pretty good. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Um, it's not the Reacher with Tom Cruise because <laughs> uh, that was a movie. Two movies, two movies, two movies. Yeah, two movies. yeah. Uh, but it's it's similar. But I think this one works better as a show. Um, you can do a whole book as a as a epi- as a arc. Yeah, on a season. Uh, but the cast is great on this one, and the main character who plays Jack Reacher is Alan Richardson. Yeah, mm-hmm. guy's jacked. Yeah, he's, and he's tall. Yeah, he, he was Aquaman. He in played Aquaman in Smallville. Smallville. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, I remember. Oh that. wow. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Same dude. Yeah, yeah. same dude. Because he was like that ripped back then, and that was like almost twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. he just got bigger. Yeah. Like he actually yeah. got no, bigger. He d- yeah, he got yeah. bigger. He got um, bigger. But in this one, it's pretty cool. So he's the basic rundown of the show is he gets to a small town, and as soon as he gets to the town, they arrest him for suspicion Being of murdering big. someone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But uh, at the it's, end of the day, obviously, they he basically need his sol- help. Yeah, he solves the crime. So he solves it, and uh, it's it's definitely a fun watch. Uh, it's a little cheesy at times, uh, but you know, good good cheese. action, good cheesy. Good cheesy. Do you, right. do you uh, know a lot of the sort of not controversy, but the 
kind of like outraged by the fans of the book when they cast Tom Cruise for the first two for like the first Jack Reacher movie. No, never, never. Yeah, because he's supposed to be big. He's supposed yeah. to be like and six Tom two, is, six yeah, four, like right. this guy. Tom Cruise is five foot seven. Yeah, yeah right. he's he's my he's, and he's not my height. And he's yeah. not really like big. I mean, he's very athletic and 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 cut, but he's not like a muscular dude. I mean, this guy definitely is yeah. a Jack Reacher. <laughs> yeah, like he, it's just like he's an imposing, he's supposed to be an imposing physical force, but he's also has the intelligence and street smarts to be able to understand what goes on as a crime. And he's kind of sort of like just a drifter. So if you yeah. want like a, a, an introduction, I would say yeah, the movies are fine with Tom Cruise. They're pretty cool, especially the first one because that's Werner Herzog in there. <laughs> but uh, from what I hear, and now from Danny as well, the show's really, really good. So show's um, good. I'll have to. I have Prime. It's eight, only eight episodes, uh, so you could you could watch it pretty quick. That's gotta eight, fix my uh, my Jack Ryan. Episode. It's like forty five minutes. Okay. That has to like feed my Jack Ryan. Fix Jack Ryan. Because yeah. I like Jack Ryan. Season one obviously better than two, but that that one was still really good. Yeah. So okay, glad to hear that. Cool, my man. What about you, Zach? Let's close it up. Planet Apes. So no <laughs> the TV show making of the series the Planet of the Apes. You know, I didn't know there's a TV show until I started watching the movies, but I, I that's not what I watched. Toronto um, Rising. Okay. Now, kind of similar with Anthony, I, I didn't watch a lot of TV shows in in recent memory. Um, I mean, two that two that spring to mind that I mean, one I'm I watched or I'm rewatching it, um, because it only has three seasons, and the third season came out like last year and i still haven't gone through so i'm rewatching it again so it's fresh um which is lost in space on netflix yes Ooh, I'm the yes same. i I've still been, need like, to finish it for yeah yeah i'm like halfway through the last season but it's it's i've always loved that show it's like a good wholesome uh science fiction slash problem solving method and i always told people hey if you have kids or if you have a younger audience or of any kind have sit down and watch it with them because it's a really cool i mean you have the family bonding but you have a lot of the problem solving, which I always found really cool. Like, hey, we're going to use our yeah. practical practical wits to get it done. It reminded me a lot of like The Martian in terms yeah. of, you know, hey, there is a problem. Let's critical think and let's solve it. Yeah, for, for that show, it took me it took me a little bit to to get into it because for like the first few episodes of the first season, it felt like, um, like there was, it was a bit of a slow burn to really get into That's the fair, yeah. uh, into the meat and potatoes of of what the first season is about, um, I, I think right now I kind of left off on episode two or three of the first season of rewatching it. Mm-hmm. So I I mean I I don't recall most of what happens afterwards into the second half and into the season two because again it's been maybe I think two years two since years, I've yeah. seen well uh, those season first three two came out like three years later I think. Two or three years after season two, I, I think, think about two. Yeah, it took mistaken. like a year and a half, two years because of COVID and everything. Yeah, and it came out I think sometime in the fall or summer of last year, or maybe or no, maybe the spring of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, season three was, um, I believe. Thank you, IMDb. Uh, it actually came out December first <laughs> of last year. There you go. Oh, okay. So just yeah, very just recent. Right, from, but okay, season two lot, came out December, uh, Christmas Eve of twenty nineteen. So yeah, it was a two year jump. Wow, two year. Uh, you know gap yeah gap yeah so so then after the season had come out um i didn't realize it had come out so i was like okay when i looked it up until okay so it already came out so i started watching it again recently and 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 the 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 show visually looks stunning yeah yeah the effects are really good 
Yeah, and and a lot of the uh, the environments that they're in, like uh, when they crash land on that planet, you have the the contrast between the the ice and the in the you know higher elevation, and then you have greenery and forest towards sea level, and then you have like the robot that looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, robots really cool. Um, also really great about that show is Parker Posey as Doctor Smith. Um. She just gets better and better and better. At first, I was like, "Eh, this is kind of weird. Are they just yeah, doing this at, for at first, fun?" But yeah, no. Like there is a, there is a lot of like the psychological buttons that she starts poking <laughs> yeah. around. Very manipulative. It's very yeah. good. Um, yeah, my mom first, was watching it because she saw the she's seen the original show, but she I was, was like, the 60s, at first right? she was like, "What? This is Doctor is Doctor Smith?" But then she would see stuff and like, "Wait a minute. Okay, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's classic. Like it was." <laughs> Um, it's done well. Like it's not really like done to subvert, but it's still to show the point that yeah. Doctor Smith is always that wild card that could make your day or make your life really hell. Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman in the movie. <laughs> it's the second Gary Oldman reference. Yeah, man. from the movie William Hurt. So, and, and that character too, Doctor Smith, quote unquote. Yeah, she like she was also like one of my like when I first started watching the show that she, I got I didn't I didn't know how I felt about her at, at the beginning mm-hmm. until a bit later on where. Where she started being more like, like, deviant and like really uh, manipulative and and trying to sabotage. Very sneaky, very devious. Yes, exactly. Yeah, trying to just like be out for number one, which is her. It's like, wait, but that's gonna wreck everyone. It's like, yeah, but I won't get got. <laughs> and that, and you have um, what I always found was really funny is um, like Don West, how they made Don West be like. Oh, first big, the best pilot. He's like, I'm a good pilot, but I'm also smuggling a whole bunch of random stuff here too. <laughs> and his chicken. That's, that's the funny he, he, part. He's pretty funny. Chicken's yeah, he's pretty great. And the chicken. Uh, I like that. Yeah, that's. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only person I know who's seen that show. Um, but because Anthony I think it's very I, underrated. It is underrated. Anthony and I like that show because of Toby Stevens. Yeah. Black uh, Sails. If you have not it. seen Black Sails, watch Black Sails. Black Sails is awesome. Black Sails is basically, if you've he, ever it, read Treasure Island... It's like a whole prequel series to the book Treasure Island. Like you have people like John Silver. Uh, they have the references to uh, like Captain Flint is actually there where they're looking for Flint's treasure. Like Toby Stevens plays Captain Flint. And one of the best intro songs to a Bear McCready. So good. Bear McCready just only makes bangers. <laughs> he did the Walking Dead, no? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He also did Battlestar Battle Galactica. He yeah. did God of War the game, yeah, the most recent this one. Guy, he's done work. He did Godzilla King of the Monsters. <laughs> the man makes bangers. He does. That's for damn sure. Uh so yeah man, I like that rundown. That's good stuff. All right guys. Another hopefully. another quick one that we'll I go. got is uh Ozark just came back for part 2 of its last season. I got to watch that. Uh I watched the first 7 episodes of the last season and ooh. Yeah, the second ooh. half uh, everybody uses that root, the line from the finale of the Watch first half show. from Ruth, the stuff she says. Well, I can't repeat the I majority can't of what she says. Yeah, I, obviously it's spoilers, but you <laughs> well, know. Well, no, because she curses. She curses hardcore. <laughs> I used our 1F for the day, so sorry. We're still uh, PG-13. We're, st- <laughs> oh, we're still right. PG-13, smiley explicit. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, guys, if you're listening, give those a watch in between your movie watching because... Uh, it's a lot of content, but it's pretty good. Or at the same time. <laughs> don't do that. I, I, I highly <laughs> no, do not do recommend. That. And no. don't watch any of these things while you're also listening to a podcast or 
you know, as much as we di- want you to listen to us, watching the dishes from afar and you can barely see the screen. As much, you know, try to pay attention to what you're watching. Save your chores to listen to us, but when you're <laughs> sitting down, you have time. Give this your attention to watch. We're big proponents of that. Put your phones down. Be engrossed in the high quality production, acting, all that good stuff. Uh, that way you see a lot of the good details and you can really appreciate what goes on. Uh, like the little details that Zach brought up with Planet of the Apes. If you're on your phone, you're not going to notice the little, details the little things like that. Uh, <laughs> we always talk about that. We always say, hey, get on top of that. Uh, so before we wrap this up, Danny has a little bit of a, a crowd participation that we had for this episode, which you can always check on if you follow Popcorn Watchlist anywhere on social media, whether if it's Instagram, YouTube, um, I have a Twitter student, uh, MySpace, Live Journal. <laughs> no, follow us on the gram because uh, we put our uh, popular polls and audience participation up once a week. Give it a shot. So hit us with it. Uh, what are some TV show recommendations that we got? Yeah, so I asked uh, what everyone's favorite TV show of 2022 has been so far. Mm-hmm. So first off, we have a new one so far. I think it's only got one episode so far, but it's We Own This City. Ooh, I gotta with watch John that. Bernthal That's on HBO Max. HBO Max. That's, I think, done by the guy that did The Wire. The Wire. Yeah. But all I know is, based on the trailer, I know John Bernthal. How does everything come back to Breaking Bad and or The Wire? <laughs> because they're excellent shows. <laughs> they're excellent shows. Yeah. I know John Bernthal He's gonna punish is going to kill in, in this show. role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha, I get it. Um, all right. Then we got Peacemaker. Ooh, yes, sir. Good which choice. I have not seen yet. Ooh, Dude, either. that show is so good. <laughs> it's, it's, oh. But I really loved Suicide Squad. If we talk about intros, the Peacemaker intro <laughs> That's what is I've heard. great. Everyone like, says the Peacemaker intro is... It's like is... the whole dance number thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Great. Yes. It's so good. Um, James Gunn did that. And, and I like it because Anthony and I have always been being big on never pressing the skip intro button. Mm. Like in my house... I don't. Well, I never. Do. I, I do it sometimes. No, I never do. We. I don't skip intros is, in my is house. Is it weird that I like the Severance intro? No, I don't. <laughs> skip, I don't skip that one. That I don't skip intros in my house. That's my rule. Like anybody listening who knows me personally, they know this. Like, yeah, that this for better or worse, this yeah. guy does not skip. I intros. skip it depending on how I like it. So if I don't, <laughs> if I don't think it's that good, I'm like, uh, yeah. What was the what was Let the last intro you skipped? Minutes. What's th- the last intro you skipped? I think I skipped the. Uh, Tokyo Vice intro. It's what? O- it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> the music's good. Like I'll I'll leave it on just for the music and like oh I gotta do something really quick. Um I don't skip the winning time one either because the music's good. Um and it's got like a lot of real footage. It, and- for me it's it depends on like what I'm doing. Like if if I have if I'm like crunched for time and I can save those like two minutes. I'm like <laughs> oh, all right. Man, I'll save <laughs> that reminds me. This other show it's uh, done co-done by Taika Waititi. It's called uh, Our Flag Means Death. It's pretty funny. Uh, it's on HBO Max, but they don't really have an intro. It's like they they lead up to something randomly that happens, and then they'll show like the title card with something that happened like in leading up to it. Moment. So you don't get an intro to skip. But long story short, uh, you be more discerning with your intros. There, there's a <laughs> lot of production value that goes into that. Like we talked about the Severance one. That one's really freaking good. Um, sure Peacemaker be. again, just. You can't skip that ever. It's too good. It sets you up perfectly for the episode. Uh, that's good. I like. I'm glad yeah. somebody brought a peacemaker. I can't believe I forgot. We got ranking of kings. That's an anime. Yeah, that nice. is an actual anime. Apparently, it's very good, but it's really nice because um, you'd think it kind of starts a little on the wholesome side because it's about a kid who's 
heir to the, the this kingdom, but he um is born deaf, so he can't speak or verbalize. But the only person that he can communicate or listen to is sort of like this weird like shadow demon thing that first like is kind of silly and tries to like screw him over, but then it's just he becomes more endearing. But if you're into anime, give that one a watch. I think it's on Crunchyroll, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. And then we got The Anatomy of a Scandal, which is on Netflix. Uh, but it's it's a mini series. Uh, so I've never heard of that. It's already, I have heard of it. It's fully out, so. Yeah. Uh, I have not seen it. But. Sienna Miller. I haven't seen Sienna Miller and stuff in a while. But uh, Rupert Friend. Ooh. Okay. And then last but not least, we have Moon Knight. Yes, sir. Moon Knight. Which yes, I think we're all sir. watching. Based on uh some night of the moon. Time, no, I'm kidding. Uh tomorrow will be the finale. Uh, if you're joining in late, you already I thought you were going to say based off of the, you know, people are like, "Oh, it's based off the famous Marvel or <laughs> not so famous Marvel comic." It's like based off of the famous uh Night of the Moon <laughs> named Moon Knight. But man, uh we're going to do a watch party for Moon Knight tomorrow, but just so excited to see how it ends. Yeah, I'm glad someone put it up there. Uh, there's a couple good very, stuff. Very interesting. Yep. I feel like one episode isn't enough. Yeah. It isn't. And that one, it, that show doesn't really have an intro, but that has an end credits that I don't skip because the end credits. The end really credits is great on that yeah. one. Yeah. The the artwork, the not artwork, but like the the shots that they use for every little bit and how every actor's character like sort of gets represented. Mm-hmm. I think it's really do- well done. So it's it's cool. Some moonshots too. Like yeah, the way they put the moon with some of the text and everything, or or even like some of the temples. Yeah, you see some uh, the, the structures out in the desert. It's really cool. So if you're not watching it yet, watch Moon Knights. My boy Oscar Isaac. He's having a hell of a year. <laughs> and Ethan Hawke. Yeah. And Ethan Hawke, who's also having a hell of a year. Yeah. yeah. Black Phone's coming out soon. Black Phone's looking really good. Is that on June? I do not think, know. Yeah, I think it's in June, June or May. But uh, horror, I think it's a Blumhouse horror movie with Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Give it a watch when we see it eventually. <laughs> awesome. So that will wrap up our, you know, kind of TV rundown. We threw a lot of recommendations out from you. Uh, give them a shot if you haven't. The streaming services, we already mentioned them. They're throughout. It could be Prime, TV, Apple TV+, Plus, Netflix, uh, Hulu, HBO Max, HBO Max, Crunchyroll, and Crunchyroll. Well, I think Crunchyroll's on HBO Max. It's part of Warner Brothers. No, not Crunchyroll. Not the they no. have some deal with uh, Studio Ghibli because they that's where you can see the Studio Ghibli stuff. Because if I'm if I'm paying for Crunchyroll and HBO Max and I can't bundle them together, you we got a problem. Up. We got a problem. I done goofed. Uh, with that, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully, you're going to get our reaction to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness next time, as well as what we thought of the Moon Knight finale and hopefully how that might set up uh, the future stuff that Marvel has going on. So stay tuned. Next week's going to be a big one. <laughs> big one indeed. Oh, Dr. Zeus. Dr. Zeus, Dr. Zeus. Oh, 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 Dr. Zeus. Thanks so much, guys. And uh, also, watch that random Simpsons episode where that's from. Thank you so much again, and you all take care, and we'll catch you next time. Later. Later. Bye.